Here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork pop out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The black IPA is delicious. Hey, and welcome to Chicago Beer Pass. I'm Brad Chmielewski. Brad, what's up, man? I'm Nick White. And I'm uh, back from the land of hops and barley and everything. Brad, skip, Brad skipped town, man, and went back to the old world. Yeah, Munich, a... Prague, <laughs> uh, Vienna. Czech. Yeah, drinking uh, liters of beer. Literally backpacking through Europe. You know, yeah, not, maybe they really, had a backpack. Okay, so I was walking around with a backpack at times. But you forget different countries. You know, you can hit different countries in a week over there, and that's probably that for me. That would be the most exciting part. Like I can be in different countries in the same, you know, few days. Right. So it was cool. Land uh, where uh, Pilsen, where the Pilsner was, you know, bred. I guess. They, uh, yeah, they named, they named the beer after the town. Right. The malt. Malt too, yeah. Yeah, hitting up all those like Hofbrau's and uh, Lohenbrau and uh, um, Augustiners. Now, you know, we live in a town where, you know, we make some pretty good beer. How does your lager experience compare from Chicago to uh, Germany and, and beyond? They are good there at times. Uh, but then you're also on that like little bit of a vacation high where you're in Mexico and you're like, man, Corona is so good. Fair. Right? Time and place, right? So yeah. I may not enjoy that a liter of Hofbrau as much hanging out in Lincoln Square for, you know, Mayfest or whatever. But yeah. there you've got the oompa music, the German music going, and you're just right. like, yeah, all it's, right. It's, just, it's, it's you're all in. It takes yeah, you, it yeah, takes yeah, you yeah. away. So, yeah. Um, there was times where they did feel like great, and mm-hmm. then there was times where they're like, "Yeah, it's it's good." I don't know, it's okay. not like any better. Or, I I don't have those beers enough here where I have like a great comparison to basically be like, "Oh yeah, that's what this one tastes like here." There's there's it. a huge range in the lager space, and I, I'm, I'm I'm thankful that we get to try. You know what I mean? All these different types of lagers. Because I didn't, like, we talk about Metro a lot, and I didn't really understand a copper lager until I had, like, Dynamo or whatever the fuck. Sure. You know, so, um, yeah. So, um, did you have a favorite brewery over there? If you just had to pick one? Well, there wasn't ever one we went back to again. I think, uh, didn't go to Augustine or, there was just one where the band was actually playing, and it was just, like, a giant beer hall and that was really cool we didn't really eat much there i think we got like apple strudel and oh then a, sounds know, like be large beer <laughs> that kind of thing you could go liter or half liter probably yeah okay good or half liter and they also had a uh, 0.3 0.3 yeah okay so those i often did 0.3s a lot because we were going around a lot 
I'm out on the metric system. I don't even know what the fuck point three is. It's like a half a half liter. Oh, like, okay. You know, like, half, half a half. Yeah, yeah. So Why just, a, a, a just say that? <laughs> so sometimes they had the liter and then the point three, yeah. or maybe a half liter. So mm. often did the point three liters just because it was there's a lot to drink. I mean, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we did hit up one craft brewery in Munich. Was it in Munich? Yeah, it was in Munich. And it's interesting because all these beer halls, if you think back to Chicago and before Prohibition and everything. We had all these like tide houses. Oh yeah, like Schlitz. Schlitz was everywhere, so yeah. there was nobody else. And that's kind of what it is there, where there's the houses that are like uh, the Augustiner, the Einer, the Hofbrauhaus. House. Oh, like oh. they, no one is ever going to serve not their beer at these places. Well, they're kind of like a de facto yeah, the uh, hacker shore tap room place. for these for the big six kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because we were talking about the big six and I, the ones that I served by Toberfest. Yeah, okay. and so there's no, basically, there's kind of, not that there's no market for it, but there's just no way any craft brewery could ever really gain any ground, it feels like, in that area. Well, I know Stone was over there. I couldn't tell you where in Germany, but they bought an old church, and they converted it to a brew hall, and then um, they ended up selling it. I think another brewery went in. I want to say it was either McKellar or um, fucking... Uh, Who's that gypsy brewery so, that you say always has a good Wi-Fi when you go places? A brew dog? Yeah, it's either McKellar or brew dog now. But okay. Stone tried to go straight to Germany, and then they, See, they left. I, I saw like a weird thing on brew dog where they were offering half price to people 21 to 25. Huh. Basically. That's weird, bro. To get, because the youth, these kids these days aren't drinking beer. Oh, uh, yeah, To like get them in the door. But. The fucking, um, yeah, beer's like... Uh, Beer's what their folks drink. Yeah. And their uncles and shit. It's kind of like um, vodka. When vodka took over for bourbon, like by the time the uh, 70s rolled around, you know, when bourbon hit rock bottom, it was all about, you know, James Bond, you know, shaking not stirred. It was more about uh, bikinis and vodkas. Sure. And, and bourbon was something that your dad drank. And I think that's for, that's for the youngins. That's happening with beer. That's right what's now. happening with beer, I think. It bit. ain't rock bottom, but, you know, like you're saying. Um, the youngins aren't probably checking for beer as their first option. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the craft beer place was interesting because, you know, they had a hazy IPA. They have a West Coast IPA. And it's kind of like, well, I know what a West Coast IPA here is, but your West Coast is not my West Coast. Because so if you're in Germany, the West Coast is... um Like Portugal? No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's... Yeah. They're using American terms to yeah. describe these beers that it's an American West Coast. Your East Coast hazy is, uh, is it Russian, yeah, <laughs> right? So it's like that feels very confusing if you're huh. uh, not a beer person and you're going in there and be like, "Oh, these Portugal IPAs are really good." Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. Um, I wonder what kind of hops, you know, because a lot of times the uh, the malt bill and the hops are kind of defining these styles. Yeah, I wonder if they're like just all the way like taking like are they literally taking like you know cascade and you know citra and making or are they using local hops and, yeah, i don't and, think there's that many those local hops like there are like so many of those craft beers are american hops or now new zealand you know mm. australia hops so it's just kind of funny that our reference point for all these 
new crap beers is America kind of invented the new beer market. And so all these other places have to follow. Yeah. And the West Coast is almost like saying, this is the, you know, the Vienna lager that started in Vienna. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense in America. But unless you know the history and now you're like West Coast IPA. Oh, well, that's an American West Coast IPA. It's huh. kind of <laughs> interesting uh, to see. But that was the only craft beer place we went to. Okay. I think the only craft beer we drank, yeah. Huh. But good times. Uh, yeah, and now we're now I'm back, and we're just drinking a big IPA here. Yeah, this is uh, the Pipeworks uh, Indian Pale Ale with Galaxy Hops, 6.5%. This is Infinite Galaxy. Right. Uh, can, like, jumped out at me. I was like, oh, this looks fun. I checked the date, and it was fairly new, September, because oh. I looked at another date yeah. at the liquor store here. It was from 2002. Not cool. And I was like, whoa. You know, if you're a self-distro, right, you, um, it's your job to go get this stuff. But, you know, if you work with a distributor, the distributor is supposed to go get this stuff after, like, a certain threshold. Yeah. I don't know if it's 90 or 180, but after, like, 180 days or something. Because they already had their, a lot of their Christmas beers out. And I know Beguile's Christmas beer isn't in package yet. They had mm -hmm. that. So that means it's last Christmas. It's like, yeah, I got to check all these dates when I buy beer. Man, shout place. out to Beguile. I saw a Beguile... Um, a Beguile wrapped uh, delivery truck. Oh, nice. And I wanted to stop and take a photo, but I think I was just like, you know, it was too late. I couldn't. Traffic, man. But this uh, Pipeworks beer, pretty tasty. We often uh, overlook them because they don't really have a location. I mean, unless you count Bishi, right. which is still kind of weird to me because I don't even think they're making like Pipeworks stuff. Right, which also Bishi is having, I don't know if you saw this, it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is... Owen and Engine days. Owen and Engine's back. O and E. But the burger is the like. These are the same places. You know what's funny? Um, and Owen and Engine closed <laughs> because it technically wasn't doing very well, right? I, I don't know why they closed. I think she had three properties, right? Because she had the Fat Willie's Rib Shack right next door, or whatever it, it's yeah. called now. Yeah. Owen and Engine. Jokers, I think it's right, and so those two, and uh, Bishi. And she was stressed in, I think, staffing and three locations was just too much for the lady who okay. owns this joint. But if I went an engine was doing gangbusters, it'd still be here. I mean, yeah. If so. if your shows are selling out, you keep you keep you keep it rolling. Right. Right? You don't just quit, you go out again. So no one was like and I was like, I thought I could just get the burger at Bishi. Yeah. So why is there now a special days for this burger? It's Kind of, what is the Bishi burger actually different than the Owen and Engine burger? Right. Uh, how much different can it be? Last time I was at uh, Owen and Engine, they, they didn't have no engine. Like, there was no cast beer. Sure. And I, that kind of pissed me off. It's literally on the marquee. It's the name of the place. Oh, but, um, dude, you know, um, Al Cheval at Bavette's is the same crew. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when you go to Bavette's, Chicho Mio's next door. They have a burger on at Chicho Mio. Oh. They have a burger at Bavette's. And then you go next door to Gilbar. Gilbar also has a burger. In fact, it's the exact same logo as the burger that you would get at Oshawa and Smoshawa. Oh, fun. Yeah. On the, so, I'm like, it's the same thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how much different can it be? But you, know? you can go to Bishis and get Pipeworks Pier, technically. So, that's what... Uh, I don't know. Somehow, Pipeworks still 
is doing well. Yeah. It seems like. Uh, I wish they had their own space. Yeah. I wish it had a space. I've been there on a Saturday afternoon and and they weren't they weren't open. So I, I wish, I wish that were different because I do like Pipeworks. Yeah. Yeah. But we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, recaps of things that Nick went to, one that I went to before I left. Oh we yeah, we saw you the night you left, uh, or yeah, the night right, before you left. We should mention we got this because we're going to talk about. Urban County Stout. We got this nutcracker that uh, Brad bought here. <laughs> I found this. It's a Jungle Bird top cocktail. It's tip top proper cocktails. It's the cutest can. It's right. uh, green and blue with red letters, and it is every bit of like I don't know six ounces. Yeah, and you can. Uh, they were basically on the counter as you're checking out, and I was like, oh, I need that. They come in little two packs. To tell you how cute this can is, I'm about to take a photo of it. Um, there's a giraffe, and the giraffe has a top hat. It's, this is the this can is bringing me so much joy right now. Uh, but this is a jungle bird, and that was uh, Bourbon County Prop last year. That's right. Does this taste like anything close to what Prop tasted like? No, maybe on a nose, right? Because it was a, it was tropical BCS, right? Maybe like the lime aroma a little bit, but yeah, some of those um. This has more of a true tropical, like almost Hawaiian punch kind of thing going, right. and that was more of the beer was more of a lime. You focus. had some ice cubes in here, like they show it, you know, with a little ice cube and a little lime garnish. Uh-huh. It's almost what you need. Some ice cubes hide that. It's okay. layered though. I would, I would have. Where'd you get this? You got this over there, or yeah, at the liquor store. Oh, over over where you were. Yeah. Not in Germany, but here in... Yeah, here in America. Okay, all right. In the United States. Thank you. <laughs> no, I do like those, man. I uh, don't think the Jungle Bird cocktail is a German You guys got thing. the... You got, y'all went to this... Look at that Jungle Bird. Those Caribbean cocktails? He's like, watch yourself, mate. <laughs> he probably wouldn't have said mate. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about Bourbon County stuff here in a second. Um... Yeah, one more thing before we get into goose. I mean, uh, the sketchbook thing. Yeah, we need to squash this goose rumor. <sighs> Brad, what, okay. what are we doing, Brad? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. This talk, wasn't talk our fault. What are we? Do, what are we talking about right now, Brad? That Goose Island, <laughs> AB sold Goose Island back to. We gotta Donna. stop. We gotta stop saying this shit, man. Right, we're squashing. We gotta squash okay. it here. Okay. Uh, we were told this uh, out of. Uh, drunken Steins like most like most episodes yeah <laughs> and it turns out there's a, some truth in it okay but it got lost in translation AB sold virtue back to Greg Hall 100% fact so you're you're thinking the goose rumor that we heard was actually this thing that happened with Virtue. Right. And it just got confused. It got confused on what it was because technically uh, Goose Island owned Virtue, even though the article or the story says, you know, AB sold Virtue back, but really Goose sold Virtue back to uh, Greg Hall. Exactly. So that's where that is. So I think we could... Put the other, you know, Anheuser Bushes out of Goose Island okay. to rest. I like it. Good, good job, boss. Okay, but Virtue yeah. is now independent Man. cidery that no one was drinking, and no one will still drink. I think last time I had Virtue, <laughs> um, I happened to be in Michigan, and 
it was like a come to Kalamazoo thing with Shalanda. And I, I was like, well, if, since we're up this way, I want to go to Virtue. I think that's the last time I had okay. it. And it makes sense that at 312 Block Party, there had always been a Virtue area. There wasn't this time. You're right. Not this year. So. Just pills and beer hugs. Right. And fucking that that's that's Sophie that had that weird fucking tequila the oh, okay. tequila barely Sophie. Okay, so that's where that rumor is and we can uh until we ever hear something again, but that's the end of that. We speculate wildly on this show. So, you know. Right. But no uh, one's really talked about this disclaimer. This virtue thing either. I think it's almost so unimportant that no one even cares to report on it. Um yeah, and you told me about it. And then I think you linked a, a story from, like, Michigan Live or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's kind of flying under the radar. Which, you know, because surprisingly, well, Greg Hall is, is beer royalty, in my opinion. If there was a beer around Mount Rushmore, I think Greg Hall would be on it. Oh, man. You know, but, but yeah, like, no one's talking about this. And it is kind of surprising. At one point, there was a push for virtue for obvious reasons. Um, not anymore. I would say, what, the last few years? Not so much. No, yeah. Yeah, even... Even with AB's backing, still not so much. I've been to some cool places for the first time ever because of uh, Virtue. Virtue. Uh, first time I ever went to Lonesome Rose. It was a frozen uh, Rose Virtue event. Oh, okay. First time I ever went to, um, man, I love this bar too. It's on Armitage. It's super fucking chill. No one ever Scoff talks law? about it. Not Scoff Law. It's a, it's a god damn, it's going to come back to me. But my first time there was a Virtue event. Oh, okay. Uh, it's west of Scoff Law on Armitage. What is the name of this joint? Because it was closed forever. It's it's a hole in the wall that just makes really good cocktails, and it has no business being this good. Oh. And it's just it's very unassuming, and they have a nice little backyard space. Fuck. Ouija's? No, it's not Ouija's. I like Ouija's, too. Okay. It smells kind of weird in Ouija's sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like Ouija's. I do like Ouija's. No, it's not that far west. Okay. It's in between. So it's in between Ouija's and Scofflaw. It's a cool spot. And it's right next to Ground Control, which closed, the vegan joint. What's the name of this bar, man? It was oh, but anyway, we're off we're off topic. But yeah. Yeah. Virtue used to be cool, man. Yeah, but okay. So that's that rumor. Done. Not a rumor anymore. A sketchbook. Yes. Um, their Barrel Age series was released uh, last time we saw each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So four entries. And as far as I can tell, this is the only time they had a mixed four release. Or four. No, they did four before because, well, remember when they did the fungus? Uh, the mushroom beer. Mushroom beer. Yeah. Isn't that part of this series or is that a I don't different? Think, I don't think that was barely. I think we had that the day we interviewed them for the first time and we were in Evanston. I think that's when we had that. And it was really good because the mushrooms actually came off like syrup in the, in the tank. Oh, yeah. That's the, what, turbulence stout? Series turbulence was the base, yeah. yeah. Okay, so those aren't barrel aged stouts, those are just no, regular, just... those are just adjunct stouts. Oh, right, maybe. Okay, maybe. Oh, you're saying that was a there was a stout series, it just wasn't barrel aged, yeah. Okay, I, I believe that. And then, so they got this going on, and one of their, their main brewer now is from Goose Island, <clears throat> yeah. Well, Caesar's the head guy, yeah. And then they have, um, and then one of their brewers is from uh. There were two. The guy serving beers yeah. was from Goose. But then there was another guy floating around. He was from Haymarket. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they had two guys there. Yeah. And they were they were going into these beers, man. Um, 
They were they were tasty. One was they. Uh, what I do like is that they challenge. They have some challenging names, and they made us really reference. Like, well, what the fuck does this even mean? Was there a Celeste or a Celestial? Celestial. And then there was Brabant, okay. which was the Belgian dark ale. Um, and then there was a figgy pudding Celestial, okay. which was just Celestial with fig. And then, and then there's there a, a fourth wine? one. Or a, there was a barley wine. Was that the figgy? Um, no, the figgy was the stout. We gotta look it up. I don't know. Right? Wasn't there a barley wine or a, a dunkel? There were four. I forget. Uh, I <laughs> really just like the base one. Oh, Lapwing was the Scotch Ale. Scotch Ale. I knew All right. something. Okay. So, yeah, man, we pick so we will, or we won't remember shit at this point. Right. Oh, so Celestial and then the Figgy Pudding Celestial. So that's the Barrel Aced Out. Um, Lapwing was the Scotch Ale. And then Brabant, what's the uh, Belgian dark ale in Four Roses Barrels? Okay. I didn't have that one. That was the one I didn't have. Okay. Uh, just, yeah, it was kind of out at three and whatever. I think I got a pinky sweater or something else at the bar. Oh, that's right. Because um, this was at the Skokie location. They gave you a ticket for a beer at the bar. But then this event was in the brewery. Yeah. And in the brewery, there was a fellow pouring from like five drafts they have in the back of the brewery. <laughs> Massive space. Yeah, I had I actually forgot how big this place. And I'd was. never been in the back back there where the little event was being held or the tasting, I guess, of the yeah. stouts. Yeah, uh, I think overall they're they're good beers, but mm-hmm. they are not beers that like knock your socks off. They're probably socks just... socks not knocked. Yeah, no, no, no knocking these socks. They're okay. just uh, I think they're just solid beers. Like they're no. I don't know. They're not beers you're going to chase, but they're beers you're going to enjoy when you have them. Oh, for sure. I think, um, and there's other breweries like this, Sketchbook's um, strong suit is balance. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Sure. So um, I think when you when they make a barrel-aged beer, a lot of times we're looking for stuff that is just kind of drawing us in. Like, you know, we're looking for layers, and sometimes we're looking for, like, depth, or sometimes we're just looking for something to just be flat out big and over the top for no reason. Yeah, knock your socks. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's not really the lane they play in. I think the closest they got to it for me was that figgy. I thought the celestial was a little, it was a little um, light-bodied for me right. to be a barely stout. But then the figgy added a nice layer of some dark fruit and a, a richness that I really kind of dug. So that was probably my favorite that night of the ones of those four. Okay. Yeah. And then we could buy them uh, that night at, I guess, some kind of discount. But we were both disappointed that they just weren't doing a mixed four-pack. The price point, I forget what it was, felt steep for four beers that I maybe want two. Times are hard. Um, I think we priced it out at like thirty five ish. Right. It's I think like we, eight dollars a beer. We right? kind of rationalized it like, hey, if we were at uh, if we were at a bar, eight dollars for a pint of this beer, just barely aged beer, local, it would probably be underpriced. Yeah. So if you view the four pack like that, then sure, these are appropriately priced. I think what Brad and I were discussing is that thirty five dollar price point should provide me an option to mix them. Like we have commitment issues, we don't want to have for the same beer. Yeah. You know, and not for 35. And for us, that gives us four beers to drink on the show. Right. Versus just 
one basically and then you know if we really dig one and we want to have some friends over then we go back and get a whole four pack of the one mm -hmm. but yeah so but you know and it's i don't think that's a sketchbook thing uh, outside of temperance nobody's really doing the mixed four packs right not uh, of the barely stuff so yeah shit so i don't know maybe there's some sort of legal thing of doing that but i don't know it just seems like charge you know a couple bucks more yeah i think they were saying um one of them was saying that there's a i think they made less of two of them oh okay and that's got to be part of it right because she was saying like well you can get these for the 20 right for the, a four pack the scotch ale and the belgian dark were a little cheaper it was over 20 and if you want the uh the other ones yeah i think you need that 35 oh. Okay. Plus, with that Evanston tax, <laughs> you need you coming out there with like about forty five. <laughs> uh, but that was. Oh wait, we were skoking. I'm sorry, okay. we were skoking. Uh, that was the day before I was gonna leave. The next day, Nick, you were at this Bourbon County event. Man, right? I was trying. I was trying to wave the flag, man. Um, I was trying to do all the things. Yeah. So uh, that was night one of doing all the things. Uh, twenty twenty three Bourbon County. How'd it, how'd it go? Um, you know, it was a good time. <laughs> um, the Goose has been around for 36 years. This is Bourbon County number 31. Okay. Um, this year there are no, um, this year there are six releases. And so that's one less than last year. Last year there were seven. Okay. And there's no barley wine. These are all stouts. Right. Yeah. So I think they, their idea, um, the presentation was kind of like, hey, this is more of a, this is a book. And these are chapters in the book. It's a story of original, and we're telling it through the eyes of these variants. But this is really a cohesive fucking thing. And you're, were you like, that's great for you. Nobody cares. <laughs> no, Brad. No one reads anymore. No, no one reads. No, Brad. No one I did not. Say, I did not say that. <laughs> I'm sure people read books. I'm gonna skip so. to chapter three. I don't want. I don't want one. I've had. I've read chapter one. Here we like go. twenty times. No more, no more, <laughs> Joe, no more giraffe, uh, top hat giraffe jungle bird for you, bro. Um, what do we do? We had a, we had two different versions of uh, original. Okay. Uh, one when you first walk in, then they walk you to the back for a presentation, and you have another one. And I think they were saying that the TTB doesn't allow you to put every ABV on the they on the can or in the bottle. So I think it falls in two categories. So fourteen one, and fourteen six. What do you mean they don't allow, like, well, they, they can't change? Oh, when they get the labels. You get the label, and you um, your beer has to fall within three points of the label you printed. Okay. And I want to know, how how does a TTV check this, right? There's just some drunk guy just, just back there being like, <laughs> this one tastes like a heat. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I think they were saying they had a, for a... No way anyone's checking Yeah, no one's checking that. They had a, uh, they bottled uh, BCS on thirteen different dates this year, so there's thirteen different date codes, and their their belief is that hey, they're these are nuanced. Like not this is BCS, right? It's a blend of different barrels, but you might taste some nuance between each batch that was bottled because they don't keep track of the ratio. Because I think uh, OG BCS is a blend from like four different barrels. Uh, I want to say. Uh, Heaven Hill, uh, Four Roses, uh, Wild Turkey, and uh, Buffalo Trace. Right, okay. Yeah, and, you know, the uh, levels of those aren't really measured. So they're just like, well, let's just have one from each date code and see if we notice any differences. And now they're, so they discuss the differences. 
So that was cool. I feel like that's something they would pick off, but no one else is going to pick that off. And someone might be like, oh, I, if anything, someone would be like, I really like this last one I had, but I don't like this one as much. It could, back, it could backfire. On it could. Or you could say, man, I liked it better on draft and they're doing this bottle. And that's all really attributed to whatever batch you got. That's right. So who knows? Um, I think there, it all tastes like BCS. Let's let's start yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, okay. But if you've been drinking it for a while, like a lot of folks have, because it's been around for thirty-one years, you might notice it to be different. So, and they're saying, hey, if you do notice it to be different, well, at least at least we're telling you this is what we did. Okay. So that kind of thing. I think the best beer I had that night was the Bananas Foster. Okay. I think is that, that was, the prop one. Or uh, it used to be prop. It debuted as twenty seventeen prop. Yeah. But now it's just called Banana Foster Stout, and it's going to see national rollout. So the prop this year was a rice pudding-inspired uh, prop. Oh, the horchata one? Right. So I asked them that. I'm like, why didn't you just name it horchata if it's prop and it's Chicago only? And Chicagoans probably drink more horchata than they eat fucking rice pudding. Yeah. And um, I think... Like, damn it, good point, Nick. And they were like, well, let me go get the other guy. <laughs> so they got the other guy. And he was like, well, the only reason we didn't, the big reason we didn't is because... The rice is toasted. So it brought out another kind of component. So then I was like, oh, I guess that's right. He's like, it tasted more like rice pudding than it did horchata. And then I talked to an, another guy, and he was like, it, we could have named it churro. We could have oh, named it churro. BCS, that sounds good. That but, sounds real good. Yeah, exactly. But That was sold. The vision, the original vision was rice pudding, and we just named it rice pudding. When you drink, like, okay, let me start by saying I've never had rice pudding. No, it sounds gross. I'm what, sounds who the fuck's disgusting. Who the fuck's eating rice pudding? I just want to know. And it's not a diss, and I'm not judging. I'm just saying I personally oh, don't. Grandma's. Have you ever had rice pudding? I don't think so because it sounds gross. Who and if I saw it, I'd be like, no. <laughs> if if you were like, yo, I made some rice pudding, I'd be like, well, why would you? Why'd you do that? I've even seen like tapioca pudding, and I'm like, that does. I don't want that. So, but you drink this. I don't want a lot of puddings. It's weird. You don't. Know, <laughs> <laughs> just I'm in, out. In most general, let, let's start there. In general. You know, what am I fucking, you know, you pack my lunch, I'm nine years old, you pack my lunch and there's a fucking chocolate pudding Put in it? here. Yeah, I'm probably just going to trade this. This show is off the rails, by the way, I just want you to know. Um, oh, so I drink this beer and I'm like, well, I don't know what rice pudding tastes like, but I kind of like this beer because it don't, it tastes more like, I would say vanilla custard or like a flan. It kind of tastes like that. I don't get the impression that there's like rice in it. I hate flan. You know, so... That's what it tastes like. A churro, BCS, I'm on board next year. I think the way, because in this BCS, there's raisin, there's brown sugar, there's, uh, well, and there's toasted rice. rice. All those things together, to me, kind of tasted confectionery. It tastes like a dessert. I wouldn't say it tasted like a, I, I can't say it tastes like rice pudding, because I don't know what the fuck rice pudding tastes like. Okay. But if this is what rice pudding tastes like, then it was good. Oh, so maybe you're a rice pudding <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a converted <laughs> rice pudding fan through booze. Okay. Um, oh, the best beer there was banana. And then after that, I think Backyard Rise Back. It's not a rye barrel this year. It's just bourbon barrels. Okay. And then after that, I thought uh, Angel's Envy. Nice. Okay. Um, I wanted to try the Eagle Rare again. Eagle Rare is a two-year reserve. I wasn't a big fan of it that night. Um, I just thought it was very similar in deliciousness to the OG. So I don't know if that's a knock on the two-year reserve or the OG is just really good this year. But I just thought there was a lot of parallels there and I couldn't, not enough distinguishable characteristics in the two-year okay. for me to be um, super excited about it that night. So, yeah. But that, that was it. That's the six. 
So. Did they say anything about less going out this year or uh, more limited quantities of things or anything like that? I think they are all systems go. I think this is their flagship brand. And I think this is the beer that they fuss about the most all year. And I think it's just going to flood the streets like uh, always. I did ask about um, the six-pack scenario. You know, and has Goose ever decided, let's just make a six-pack of this? He's like, well, we really just leave that up to the store. You know, to just create their own. Uh, the problem with these stores is that you have to buy more than one OG, you know? You had to buy like four OGs. Or you did. I don't. That was the scenario. I, I think last year the lottery burned everyone on it because you overpaid for this lottery and then two weeks later you could get them all cheaper and then you know you buy the whole enchilada it's like 200 plus dollars worth right. of beer so i don't it's a lot I don't of beer think most people are going to do this lottery thing this time <laughs> if, uh, if any of these stores try to pull that yeah well they're on the hook for buying so much og in order to have the variants um, I will say that things are less polarizing this year. There's no weird beers this year. No anus or anise one. No anise one. What was that? The is that the fig? Yeah. There's no midnight orange. There's no uh, Kentucky fog. The the most if you the most bizarre one is the Angel's Envy because there's like a distinct port wine note in it. Okay. Um, but that's not even weird. I actually think Angel's Envy. If somebody said Angel's Envy was the best one, I'd be like, well, you know, it's pretty fucking. Considering how much shitty. Consider how much not good Dark Lord I've had aged in port wine barrels. I think they executed this thing well. It's like you can taste all the components. It's like all the sounds, on the so all the music in the song, you hear everything. Okay. It, it's all very nicely put together, even if you don't like port wine. I was like, I don't really like port wine like this, but I can dig that what they did with this beer. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was good like that. Nice. Um, I thought it was cool. So the ones I did like the least were the Eagle Rare and the fucking Prop. I'm like, I'm out on dessert beers. I'm an old man. Fuck these dessert beers. It's cool. It's not for me. The Eagle Rares taste too much like OG. So I would say Banana, nice. uh, Backyard, uh, Angel's Envy, and then OG. So Eagle's... Eagle's you're, fourth. You're paying, you're paying up probably for a price that doesn't do anything. You know, and I think the last time they nailed one of these two-year reserve things might have been the Weller one from a few years ago. Okay. But they put them out all the time. Last year was the Jim Beam one. A couple years ago, there was a old, old a birthday bourbon, Old Forester. That's another one. Yeah, so Blanton's one. Blanton's same thing. These two year reserves. How much? They're different flavors from the OG, but are they better? And then they're like double the price. Right. They're just trying to capture the, the bourbon, the whiskey crowd that likes those specific specific. Bourbons and whiskeys for sure. Also, go get those then. for sure. And I think when you're a 36 year old brewery, this is kind of shit you have to do. You, nobody's checking for Kate the Great, whenever the fuck that came. You know what I mean? Like that's what Harpoon. When, when was the last time somebody fussed over a fucking Harpoon release, annual release, or or even uh, Great Lakes? Right? Like when you talk about Goose, you have to see them as kind of like this. There's somebody great uncle at this point. They're grandfathers in this shit. So, I mean, they kind of have to do these things. Right. Right. So I think all things considered, I think this is a tighter lineup than, this is for sure a tighter lineup than last year. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a very tight lineup, so. Well, that's um, good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm sad I missed out on it. I don't, I'm not going to pick them all up. So um, uh, the chances of me having 
all of them this year are probably pretty low. Yeah. Unless I'm at some event uh, or like through and through block party where they have them. Yeah. Uh, where you can get them much cheaper than I don't. I like the three one two block party size of them, where it's like, oh, here's like, what four six ounces. Uh, that's the thing about um, you know, not. I hate to compare Rev and Goose all the time, but you know we live in the you know sometimes Tribune, Cubs, White Sox, right? We live in a town where sure. we compare <laughs> shit. Um, oh, you know me and you can drink a Rev beer, and it's no big deal. You know we can drink two Rev beers, it's no big deal. I think the sixteen ounce format. You need a couple more friends to get through them all. So, like you're saying, I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Like the drinkability on these, well, you know, it's Bourbon County Stout. Drinkability is going to be low. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's like a 14% beer. So, I kind of wish there was. They a, put them in little. Bruh. Little cute little. How many of these? 100 milliliter cans? I'm trying to tell you. You know how fun <laughs> that would be for Chicago only? Now, don't get me wrong. Um, prop is a nice gesture, and Banana Foster is used to be a prop. So I'm enjoy I and I respect the fact that it's a Chicago only release. But if you want to do something for Chicago, and I actually didn't think about this till right now, if you want to do something for Chicago, a hey, fuck making everybody buy all of them at 16.9 ounces and give Chicagoans a uh, low buddy version of these fucking the whole thing or a fucking Jungle Bird tip-top version of the whole yeah. thing or they should play around with the the prop size because it's only chicago try a 16 ounce can of your prop one time see how that works just out. like one can yeah we would drink that it we would drink yeah we would drink that just play around with it and almost have some more fun with it rather than making it just feel like the lineup that's like cool um Having a Chicago only release is is very neat, but then also, I, they're all Chicago releases to me, so I don't I don't really know the, notice the difference because they're all here, right? You're literally in Chicago, so it's like not <laughs> it's not it's cool, but then it's not special at the same time. I I agree with that, yeah. And um, to refresh that Chicago only mentality, I think a mixed six pack just for Chicago should. A compliment the prop. Yeah. Don't replace prop with this mix six. Give us the prop and then give us a mix six just for Chicago. Yeah. That'd be fun. Because, you know, we, nobody wants to fuck around and blow 250, 300 in some places for these fucking beers. Nobody wants to do that. No. Not saying it ain't worth it, but we just don't want to do that. And no one, people didn't do it last time. No. And that's why they're still there. Yeah. So. Uh, but um, anyway. Fun time, man. Cheers to those guys. Um, yeah, for them to be for them to give a fuck about these beers like this after thirty six years is very cool. So cheers to them. And then trying them all, uh, like you did, or like I missed, or someone else might have missed, or didn't couldn't get over that because it was press only review. There was something like Fobab that happened the next day uh, that I also missed yeah. this year. I think I missed last year's too. Yeah, you traded in Fobab for other stuff. Now. I was in Italy. See, last but you time. know, honestly. I don't know. Would I trade in BCS preview and FOBAB to go to Italy once, twice? Maybe I would. I don't think that's a bad trade. In fact, okay. I think I think you won. Okay. <laughs> I think you won. <laughs> but then I don't get to talk about them. I just get to hear you tell me about them. That's why we're a team. And then we'll find these beers, I'm sure. Yeah. So FOBAB happened this yeah. past weekend. I, I saw... 
Solemn Oath took home best in show, right? How about that? Uh, that was their ode to... I had this beer because we were. I was with the Imperial Oak guy, and I was asking him, it's an ode to either Orval or Duval, and I forget which one. Oh, it's that beer? That's the beer. That's the beer that won. The Oak Age version of that beer took gold in the wild bread category and took best in show. Oh, I didn't know it was that beer. Was that that beer. is a great beer. It's really good. I had it at the bug that you didn't go to. That's where I first had it because they were like, you yeah, this. you got to try that. It's yeah. good. Um, wild beer. No, yeah. Wild beer bread was that beer. Oh. So, so cheers to I them. need to go over to, uh, what's the, their spot over here in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Still Life. Still Life. Still Life on Armistice. Bottles or something. Um, a lot of Chicago. So, uh, Hidden Hand. Uh, Val Dior is the name of that beer. So this is the Oaked Val Dior. Right. Okay. That one best in show. That was a wild bread beer. The runner up was uh more Mindy twenty twenty three. Okay. That was a strong porter. Who has another location opening in Fort Wayne? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck that is. Um, how much money do these people have? A lot. That's a lot of money. A lot because they're they're building breweries everywhere to go. Yeah. They must be doing all right. It's the same thing. Like if our shows are selling out, we we just book more shows. If our if our breweries are doing good, we build more breweries. I guess, but with the amount of breweries closing, they're like, now nah, build another one. Their burn rate's different from fucking Urban Brew Labs burn rate. Metro. Metro's burn. Oh, their their burn rate's definitely diff- <laughs> different from Metro's burn rate. Um, let's. I'll just name off all the local crews at one melts. Okay. Uh, microphone. They run a uh, silver. In that strong porter category, uh, who else won? Maplewood took home a medal. Um, Solomoth won two medals, one for a barley wine and one for the uh, wild brand okay. beer. Um, who else? Sketchbook. Sketchbook took gold. So cheers to them. In what? For what beer? Other Pale Beer. That is a wild name for a category. <laughs> Other Pale Beer. Uh, it's called Triple G. It's a Belgian-style triple. Huh, okay. Yeah. Um, Metropolitan. Barrel-Age General Generator Doppelbach. Okay. Half Acre uh, for Orin. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Haymarket for Icky Bob Thornton, which was like a blonde fruit beer. Hmm. Yeah. Off Color took a gold for uh, Mezcal Barrel Aged Beer for Tacos. Yeah. And uh, Penrose, the Wild Brett category. So the Wild Brett category, uh, Hidden Hands took the gold, Penrose took the bronze. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So good for them. And, um, yeah, actually, I think that's it for the Chicagoland breweries, man. Hmm. All right. So, how was Fobab overall? Like, what do you what do you think this year? Um, you know, I think Fobab's a good hang because it's the party where you know everybody there. I think that's the number one reason why it's good. Okay. Um, parking is legit now because you know you park essentially right at the building and in covered spaces. Okay. And then there's seating. Oh, you know, people who bitched about seating, me included. You know, I never sit in the seats when I go to fucking Fobab, even though there's like in a stadium now. Right. It's the same place as um as Wingfest. So it was called the UIC Pavilion when I was a kid, and now it's the uh, Credit One Arena. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I think we sat in the seats two years ago. Yeah, yeah. The uh, installations were different this year. There was a lager lounge, and then um, there was a uh, hop water super zero lounge from Rev, powered by Rev. So when we first got there a couple of years ago, I think it was the uh, Phase Three, right? Right, had the with their seltzer. Yeah, Phase Three was there, and I don't know what was on the other side, but 
the Lager Lounge Hop Zero combination, pretty good. I think that's I think they're hitting the stride with those two okay. things. There were fourteen local lagers, you know, local being the burbs too. Uh, Goldfinger's beer was the first one to kick in the Lager Lounge over the weekend. Okay. They had branded cups, which was cool. So I really dug the Lager Lounge. Um, and then I I haven't had all the hop waters, but I really like that Rev hop water. It's pretty good. I yeah. think Lagunitas is a little better. Okay. But theirs is, I think theirs is second. It's nice. Sketchbooks is coming in third on that. Yeah. So um, those installations were good. If you go to the Brewer's Lounge, I think they had a bourbon installation from... Uh, Thornton Distilling, which is down in like the South Burrows. Oh, it's not too far from Homewood Flossmore Station. Okay. So, yeah, so that was cool. Firewater replaced Bub City as the uh, food of choice in the uh, Brewers Lounge. Hmm. Um, Firewater? Firewater is a barbecue joint out there by like Moore, the original Moore, I think. Okay. It's like a smokehouse out there. Interesting. Um, so, those things were cool. Did Goose have the bus out? Oh, and then Goose has this huge fucking bus. Which it was cold as shit because it was snowing, right? No, it wasn't. Oh, that was the next. That was next weekend that it snowed, right? Uh, or a couple days later, it snowed. It for sure snowed, but, but no, not, not for Fobab. Fobab was like fifties. Oh, okay. Fobab was chill, but it did snow around then. Um, you go outside Goose. Goose didn't tap everything from twenty twenty three. I think they might have tapped backyard, and then the rest of the stuff was like last year stuff. What? I mean, you know, they want you to get to. I don't know. They want you to go to the store, I guess. Guess they're like no one's gonna go to the less people buy these if they try them here. Like, I think I had, I had them. toasted barrel. I think I had from what was that the pandemic year? Okay. I think I had toasted barrel. Elijah Craig. Oh, Bartstown. Um, Bartstown Distilling Company was next to Goose outside, so it wasn't just Goose outside. There was Goose, then a big fire pit, and then Bartstown. Okay. So they were pouring a um, Kentucky bourbon finished in BCS barrels. That's cool. Yeah. So what was your what was your favorite? Um there's a crew called Seeds in Michigan. They do wild wild ales. I really enjoyed that. Um I did try the Resident Fool. Um I did try Resident Culture. I was with uh Cheers to Jacko. I was with uh Chris Jacobson from Cargo Crab Beer and he said you need to go drink both of the uh Resident Cultures. So Resident Culture, they won three years ago for a wild bread beer. Um but I they had two stouts on. Okay. Um that raspberry dark one was pretty good. It's called raspberry diamonds. That was good. Um, Superstition had a mead. It was eight percent mead. It was like a, you know, eight percent. Eight eight percent though brings it back to something being yeah, fun. Okay. So I think those are the ones I remember. Nice. Oh, sounds like a pretty good time. It was. It was okay. It was okay. Mm. Um, I went on Friday this year instead of Saturday. Okay. I haven't been on Friday in like five years. Oh, side note about this party: a stout hasn't won since twenty eighteen. So there's a lot of noise in the stout category. If you talk about best in show, yeah, for best in show, a stout hasn't won in um like what's what's that five years? Are the stout people mad? I don't think anybody's mad. It's more just an observation. Okay. Um, did you do the bracket thing this year? Yeah, I did oh, the bracket thing. How'd you year. do? I did all right, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, I fucking I won. We won. I fucking won. Shit. Okay. Um, what do you who, win? Who was on my team? I think you were in a pot. Everybody throws in cash. Oh nice. Um. It was funny because the name of my team was um, Hotel Lobby Bottle Share. Okay. It's the same name as last year because I didn't pick a new name. I almost picked my name uh, this year. Losers don't get blowjobs. That was going to be the name of my team. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm glad I didn't. But I was this close. Um, but I'm glad I didn't because I won. 
So who's on my team? Oh, I picked Solomoth, Penrose, uh, Workforce. Uh, there's a crew in Denver called Westbound and Down. I picked them. And then I had a four. Oh, and Firestone Walker. So fucking everybody on my team hit. Okay. Except for uh, except for Workforce and Eastbound and, and Down. Workforce was when we were doing all the Oktoberfest. I was like, I think you got to pick Workforce. That were my... And you were like, I always do. <laughs> that was my first pick. <laughs> my first pick was Workforce. So three of my five teams hit, and then my um, and then Solomoth won best in show, and you get and, more points. And that's that. put you over, I'm sure. Yeah, right. so it was fun. Shout out to uh, Christina, love Christina Rose, because she came in second. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were all talking about how if you didn't get stuck in the elevator, the greatest four bad of all time was probably uh, Bridgeport. Yeah. I don't think we hit a high water mark. Yeah. It all ties in because uh, that was the last time. 2013, that's the last time they came out with Backyard Stout. Goose. Okay. So that was Goose's last time being, you know, Kings of Fobab. And, and that was, was the last good one. That was also when I was doing two, fo- doing you stay, afternoon and evening. You stay all day. <laughs> you do all your recordings and pictures on that first yeah. session. And then you go to town on the and it's a ride. I think, you know, we're 10 years removed, but I still think that's peak Fobab. Like for me. Yeah. that That is peak Fobab. Is Bridgeport. So, um, oh, Bridgeport's getting a new brewery. Did you see this shit? Uh, other half from New York. Oh, there's a theater down there called the Ramona Theater that got revamped. Okay. And then there's um the Duck Inn guy Kevin Hickey's running the kitchen, and then there's um it's gonna be a movie theater, concert hall, fifteen hundred people, and other half brewery is the brewery project. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. So um. You look up other half, they're from New York, but they got locations in like Philly and DC and some other shit. Huh. So this is like their fourth city, other half brewery. Okay. Um, yeah, so the other half's going into this uh, fucking theater. That's cool. There is a new brewery opening up in the suburbs. I took a picture on my phone, but it's recorded. Uh, Tonality? The Tonality, one, yeah. Uh, Mundelein. Mundelein, yeah. I only know it because I work in Lake Forest and Mundelein's right there, but then also Tighthead is in Mundelein. Yeah. So. That's coming online? I think it's, it's on. on. I oh, think they uh, debuted for Fobab. Oh, shit. Okay. I was like, oh, am I going out there? Like, I'm kind of curious. I saw food. Okay. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I might have to see what my schedule looks like. Check my schedule, man. Uh, anything else that I missed that you hit um, It was a busy week. It was, that was about it, though, man. Yeah. Okay. I think um, I did a little too much for Bad Friday. A little too much. So that was all I did. But... It was fun. So, but then um, Goose preview was a little later this year. So you go Goose, take a day off, and then go Fobab. It was pretty intense. I didn't do. Oh, sh- I didn't do shit else. Sketchbook Goose. See, it was pretty day off Fobab. Pretty wild. Okay. Pretty wild. So. Um, and then coming up this weekend is the latest Deep Woods release from oh, Revolution. Fuck. Uh, DB Double Barrel VSOD, right? And then I think the Temperance. Stuff is out. Oh uh, yeah! Shout out to um, Mike Meese Wright yeah. because they had their launch or their their peak, their sneak peek the same night as Goose did. Okay. Um. So yeah, I didn't go to that. Um, Shalonda went. She loved them. So there's that. Okay. Well, you liked them. You thought they were pretty good last year, right? Um. Yeah. I think this year there's a vanilla. Okay. Uh. So so she's texting me during the Goose thing. She's like, there's a vanilla one I really like. So, you know, my immediate question is, well... What, what kind of vanilla what? is it? <laughs> it's, uh, so it was Madagascar. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 
One of them is a <laughs> one of them is a Madagascar vanilla. So, but they do the right thing because you know they do have a mixed four, and they're the only ones. That's right. Good. They're the only ones that come out of the brewery with a mixed four pack. So. Okay, and then there's got to be a. Uh, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, the taco place. Oh, dude. Stouts. You know what I had that was really good? So I know taco place stouts. Rick Bayless's. Jason. Oh, Cruz. Oh, yeah, Cruz Blanca. Cruz Blanca. Stouts gotta be. I'm not on that. I'm not too. on. I'm not on the Cruz Blanca list, and I'm not on the well, Maple, not on the Maple list. list. And I don't think I even tried last year's. Last year I went. I feel like you weren't around because you could have went. Okay. Because I feel like I was at a table. It had four place mats. It was just me and Shalanda. Oh yeah, maybe that also happened while I was out of town. I think so, but uh, we yeah. Uh, but those get released uh, usually Black Friday weekend, too. Yeah, um, one of those I really dig. It's the one that's got uh, coffee and raspberries. Okay. That one I think is great. Um, the other ones I could, the other ones I don't have to have, but if they ever have that one, I try to get it when I'm there. Okay, so that release uh, should be coming up, possibly a preview event. To uh, who else? Anyone else do the big size? There should be a full final pajamas, right? Release happening soon too, right? Yeah. Who do we name? We named uh, we named Temperance, Sketchbook, Goose, Cruz Blanca, Um, there's a Beguile. There's a Krampus coming out uh, from Old Irving. Um, who else are we missing? We talked about Sketchbook. I'm sure, there's a more release uh, uh, I think more maybe it was just the Mindy okay yeah Mindy which is I think uh ripped old rip old rip Van Winkle barrels okay that's a nice one it's not bad at all well shit it took best it took runner-up it's yeah. not bad so, I think I went to that last year it's just not bad at all you got a lot of stout options here in the city <laughs> you do oh. man we're lucky sounds like uh Benthic is coming out oh. on November 8th that's right um and apparently Orin is out I guess right November 8th that's tomorrow yeah Benthic is tomorrow. Okay. I think um, I want to try some Benthic and maybe some Double Barrel VSOJ this weekend. VSOD. Nice. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Then I think that's going to do it for a recap. We'll probably be uh, drinking stouts, talking all about that for the rest of the year. Seven weeks left of the year. Fuck. That's it. All right. Uh, ChicagoBeerPass.com. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.